Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Tim this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, June 9, 2019, and released on Wednesday, October 19, 2022. This week's message is titled, What is Baptism? And the scripture reference is Mark, chapter 1, verses 2 through 13. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. What is baptism? It's under Mark 1, 2 through 13. I have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being here with us today, and we, we, we feel honor and, and glory in, in being able to stand up here and preach in your name and just bring this word that you have given us to, to, to the parishioners of this church. We ask you to just be with us throughout this. Amen. Mark 1, 2 through 13. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy, thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel hair and girdle of skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey. And preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. And straightway coming out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and spirit like a dove descended upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted of Satan and was with the wild beast and angels and ministered unto him. Baptism is, is, is significant in that it represents the forgiveness and cleansing from sin that comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is the purpose of baptism? Water baptism identifies the believer with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Water baptism is an act of obedience for the believer. It should be preceded, words aren't coming out, by repentance, which simply means change. It is a turning from our sin and selfishness to serve the Lord. It means placing our pride, our past, and all of our possessions before the Lord. It is giving the control of our lives over to Him. Water baptism is a public testimony, the outward confession of an inward experience in baptism. We stand before witnesses confessing our identification with the Lord. Cleansing. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of good conscience toward God. It saves you by the res resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we're going to talk about baptism this morning, I thought it best to look at our example, Christ. Why would Christ need to be baptized? He was the Son of God. He, he was already there. Talk about a closer relationship. What, 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 what did he need? 
He was, only, he was the only perfect being to walk this earth. Literally, he was God on earth. So why was it necessary for him? And why is it given as an ordinance for us today? Why should we be baptized with water after we have accepted Christ into our lives? A couple of things I would like to point out to you about Jesus' baptism. That this was the very first thing that Christ did before beginning his mission. He was about to set about on, a, on three very volatile years of his ministry, which would cultivate, cult, cultivate in his death upon the cross. The first step in Christianity is repentance. Christ knew no sin, but even he recognized the need for his water baptism. The symbolism of washing away our old man and coming up with the new life in Christ. After his baptism, what happened? Verse 10 tells us that the heaven was torn open and the Spirit descended upon him. Wow. I believe with all my heart that when we baptize here, heaven is opened up and God, Christ, and all of his creatures are looking down upon us and smiling and laughing in glory. These are some moments that pastors live for. John said that he, John, baptized with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Folks, we can't make this journey, this new life, without the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't emphasize that enough. Jesus had to have water baptism and the Holy Spirit to begin his journey. And we do too. Just as Jesus was suddenly whisked away to the wilderness as soon as he was baptized and received the Holy Spirit, we must all realize that on this earth, we Christians are in the wilderness and need the power of the living God to keep us going. Here are some of the other things we need to know about water baptism. Some baptize only in the name of Jesus. Acts 2.38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. I want you to notice that Peter includes the act of baptism for the forgiveness of your sins. But he also only uses the name of Jesus. What we have to understand is Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost are one. So whenever we talk about Jesus, we are also including the complete trinity, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But let's look closer and see how Jesus intended for us to do this. Then Jesus came to them. This is Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We can clearly see the names we are baptized under, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And of course, being Bible-believing Christians, this is how we baptize here at Happy Valley Baptist. I heard this story and it, just, it astounded me that this actually happened. Ivan the Great was the Tsar of all Russia during the 15th century. He brought together the warring tribes into one vast empire. Busy waging his campaign, he did not have a family. No heir to the house. Ivan said to them that he did not have time to search for a bride, but if they would find a suitable one, he would marry her. The counselors and advisors searched the capitals of Europe to find an appropriate wife for the great Tsar. And find her they did. They reported to Ivan of the beautiful, dark-haired daughter of the king of Greece. She was young, brilliant, charming, and he agreed to marry her sight unseen. The king of Greece was delighted. 
It would align Greece in his favorable way with the emerging giant of the north. But there had to be one condition. He cannot marry my daughter unless he becomes a member of the Greek Orthodox Church. Ivan's response, I'll do it. So a priest was dispatched to Moscow to instruct Ivan. Arrangements were concluded that the Tsar made his way to Athens accompanied by 500 of his crack troops, his personal palace guard. Arrangements were concluded and the Tsar made his way to Athens accompanied by 500 of these troops. He was to be baptized into the Orthodox Church by immersion, as was the custom of the Eastern Church. His soldiers, ever loyal, asked to be baptized also. The patriarch, father, priest of the church, assigned 500 priests to give the soldiers a one-to-one immersed in one mass baptism. So the crowds gathered from all over Greece. The priests were dressed in black robes and tall black hats, the official dress of the Orthodox Church. The soldiers wore their battle uniforms with all their regalia, ribbons of valor, metal, courage, their weapons of battle even. The problem, the church prohibited professional soldiers from being members. They could not be killers and church members too. With diplomacy, the problem was solved, quite simply. As the words were spoken, the priest began to baptize them. Each soldier reached to his side and withdrew his sword. Lifting it high overhead, every soldier was totally immersed, everything baptized except his fighting arm and sword. This is a true historical fact, the unbaptized arm. What a powerful picture as we baptize this young lady. We must choose to give over all of our lives in baptism, not just the bits we don't mind giving up while still clasping to areas where we want to remain in control. A couple of other things we should know about water baptism. Colossians 2.9, For in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. There the confirmation of what I showed you earlier. 10, And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you are also circumcised in putting off the sinful nature, not with circumcision done by the hands of men, but with circumcision done by Christ. He cut that sin out of you. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead? Whenever you go down to that water, you need to understand that you are symbolizing the death of your old sinful nature just as Christ died on the cross. You are buried with him. And here's the great news. You will also be raised with him. The power of his resurrection lives inside of you now. And that is true power. That is a power to overcome the death that sin has sentenced us to. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That is the free gift of God. Isn't it wonderful that we don't always get what we deserve? Because we deserve far less than that. I knew a guy that told me about a job offer he had gotten. He told me that they offered to pay him what he was worth. He told me that he couldn't afford to work that cheap. We all deserve death because of sin, but we receive eternal life as a gift. Now let's address the issue of rebaptism. I was baptized at a very early age, uh, as I'm sure some of you were also. Uh, then it's come to a point in time where you turn your back on God and you went through life not even thinking about going to church. You had other issues in your life. That's where I was. If you look in the Bible, it, we have our answers right there in Acts 19. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrives at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked them, What baptism did you receive? Well, John's baptism, they replied. 
And then Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in one coming after him. That's Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men there that day. Certainly John the Baptist's water baptism was good. So why the rebaptism of these folks? Well, when I was baptism and left God, when I finally came crawling back, and I mean literally crawling back to him, I had to repent. When you get rebaptized, you are reaffirming your commitment to Christ. You are saying, hey, I may have made some mistakes, but let's start with a clean slate. Isn't it great that God gives us these do-overs? Also notice that after these men were rebaptized, just like Jesus, the Holy Spirit came upon them. I mean, can you imagine? One last thing I want to share. When Kathy and I got married, I committed my life to her. I said public that I would be hers as long as I lived. That I would love and honor her for the rest of my life. And now as a sign and symbol of that commitment, we gave each other rings. This ring symbolized to me and to others that I am committed to Kathy in love and in marriage. It is for the whole world to see. Baptism is like this ring. It's the outward sign and symbol of a life committed to following Jesus Christ. One more step, baptism is also a sacrament. Sacrament means of grace and instrument through which the Holy Spirit can act and flow into our lives. Baptism is more than just an outward sign of our faith and more than a symbol. It is also a holy moment where God's presence meets us as we follow His direction and will in our lives. Baptism is a declaration done publicly within the community. Yes, but it's also done before God, and God takes part in it. And in these moments of baptism, God meets with each person in a very special and unique way to convince them of their new life in Christ and to give them confidence of His place and presence in their lives. These are precious moments to God and His people. My love and devotion to Kathy is very much prized and we both have to work at it, probably her more than me. And you will need to work your relationship with Christ. After you are baptized, nothing will change unless you allow the change. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman and will only come where he is welcomed. This young lady that we baptized today has made a significant step and has chosen to take this step with us. We are family with her. She belongs to us and we belong to her. So encourage her. Together, God is building something great and powerful and amazing. Among us, it will change our lives. Hopefully, we'll move forward and change things in this city. The more people we baptize and bring forth, it doesn't matter where they're from or what they're doing, we're creating new souls in heaven. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior and would like to talk with someone, we would love to talk with you. We are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area at 4103 West Texas Street. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We also have a Wednesday night Bible study that meets at 6 p.m. We encourage you to get connected to a local church in your community and get involved in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com 
slash HVBCNM as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. Thank you and God bless.